Hi, I'm Christine Roney. Welcome to the Roney Writes Podcast. The tagline for this podcast is, let me tell you a story, because that's what these recordings are about, stories. I love to write them, and I would love to share them with you. This is Episode 10 of No Ordinary Trial. We are starting today with Chapter 24. So let me tell you a story. No Ordinary Trial by Christine Roney Thunder was reading a case that just came down from the Supreme Court when Diane buzzed in. Kelly Wilson is here to see you. David bookmarked the case and turned away from the computer screen. Ask Sam to come to my office. Then you can bring her back. Why is she here? He wondered as he walked around his desk and took a pile of books off one of the chairs. Diane knocked, then opened the door. The sophisticated look Kelly sported in court was gone. She was dressed in ripped jeans, a black t-shirt, and clunky leather boots. She looked around the office before taking a seat. Nice view. Why are you here? Why are you making me stay? He cocked his head. The judge said I had to stay available to testify, but I already told you everything I know. Look, Kelly, I'm sorry. I know it's an inconvenience, but I want the jury to hear more about your relationship with Luke. She scooched her chair up closer to his desk and leaned forward. We were friends. What more do they need to know? Before Thunder could answer, Sam walked in. Oh yeah, gang up on me. She jumped up and brushed past Sam as she stomped out. What was that about? I have no idea. What did she say? She's upset that I'm keeping her on recall. Why are you going to call her? I'm working on that. Sam looked at him. I have a gut feeling she knows something that can help Dylan. They're friends. Why would she keep something back? Good question. Chapter 25 Billy ran into Thunder's office. It was empty. Where is he? She grabbed her phone. David, where are you? She texted as she headed towards Sam's office. I'm right here. She turned. Thunder was walking toward her with a cup of coffee in one hand and his phone in the other. What's up? I just finished talking to the cybersecurity guy, Max. He said Dylan's phone was being monitored. How does he know that? We didn't find anything. Because it's invisible? But he used some special codes to find it. Let's go into my office. Sure, just let me grab a coffee first. Five minutes later, she walked into his office and sat down. David's chair was turned toward the window. When he heard her, he swiveled around. So what does the app do? It can locate the target phone, listen to conversations, capture messages, activate the microphone. It can basically tell what you're doing all day long. He stared at her. Are you kidding me? She sat back and shook her head. No. So what can we do with this? We already know through Dylan's phone records that he was where he said he was. Well, his phone was. Right. He could have left it at the camp. And yeah, it doesn't prove he didn't kill Luke. But it does support he didn't mislead the search party. I just have to keep chipping away at the state's case. 
David got up and started pacing behind his desk. Do you think she was monitoring Luke's phone? Oh, yeah. Remember, she had a thing for him. And was probably jealous of Delilah. Do you think she knew he was going to propose? That was quite the bomb his school chum dropped, wasn't it? Certainly fed into the prosecutor's theory. How is Dylan, by the way? Piper says he won't come out of his room. What do you do back in court? We caught a break on that. The judge had some family emergency, so we have a few days. Have you heard anything from your broker friend? Was he able to get Kelly's cell records? Not yet. I'll give him a call. Chapter 26 Hey, Sam. Rose, I didn't know you were back. I just flew in. I wanted to see David. But I looked in his office and he's not there. He went out. Do you know where he is? I don't have much time before I have to be back on the plane. He looked at her quizzically. She shrugged. I need to talk to him. But we have a gig in Seattle tonight. I don't know where he is. Diane said he left in a hurry. Said he'd be back later. Why don't you wait in his office? Thanks. Good to see you, Sam. After Rose left, Sam called Billy. Have you heard from David? No. Why? Rose is in his office, and she seems upset. I thought she was on tour. She is. She has to leave for Seattle soon. Maybe I can help. I'll be right over. Thanks, Billy. Billy knocked on the open door to Thunder's office. Rose turned from the window. Hey, Billy. Good to see you, Rose. How's the tour going? Okay. Sam said you're looking for David. Yeah, I was hoping to see him. Billy looked at the phone in Rose's hand. He keeps going to voicemail. Did you text? Yeah, nothing. That's strange. Rose sat down. Her chin trembled. Billy sat down next to her. Is everything okay? David's not answering my calls. Did you guys have a fight? No. Then why would he be avoiding you? Rose was quiet for a few moments. I didn't know what to think. Until finally Jesse, my drummer, told me he answered my phone the other night when Thunder called. Billy shook her head. Rose! No, no, there's nothing going on between us. Well, there was back when we first started out. It's been over for a long time. But as it turns out, he still has feelings for me and is jealous of David. Apparently, I left my phone in the living room, the sweet share, and when it rang, Jesse answered it. What did he say to Thunder? Nothing. At least that's what he told me. He said it sounded like David dropped the phone. Great. No wonder you're here. Rose's phone dinged. She looked at it, and then at Billy. I have to go. Can you tell David I was here? Sure. At the door, Rose turned. Tell him to answer his phone. Chapter 27 Thunder wondered why Billy wanted to meet out here. Her text was cryptic. Meet me ASAP. Important. All in caps. Strange she didn't use any exclamation points. She had a thing for them, using two or three whenever she wanted to make a point. Maybe she was trying to break herself of the habit. 
He actually preferred those to all caps, though. He pulled his wandering thoughts back to the case. Hopefully Billy found something to prove Dylan's innocence. He really didn't want to rely on convincing the jury that they should find Dylan not guilty because the prosecution failed to prove its case beyond a reasonable doubt. No, it would be much better to prove actual innocence. He turned off the main highway and started down a two-lane road. Chapter 28 Sam, he looked up. Diane was standing in the doorway. Do you have a minute? Sure, have a seat. Can you come with me first? He studied her for a moment. She was agitated. Sure. When he walked out into the hallway, in a low voice, almost a whisper, she said, I found something in David's office. What? I'll show you. As they approached Thunder's office, she put a finger over her mouth, signaling him to be quiet. She led him to the desk, then squatted down. Sam did the same. She pointed to a small black object attached to the underside of the desk. He got on his knees and crawled forward to take a closer look. He looked at Diane, and they quietly left the office, closing the door behind them. When they got back to Sam's office, he closed the door. For a moment, they just stared at each other. Someone bugged David's office? She nodded. It sure looks like it. How did you find it? I was sitting in the chair sorting through some files when a piece of paper slipped out and fell to the floor. I went to pick it up and saw it. Who would do this? I have no idea. Call Billy. Maybe she can help. Diane opened the door, but then turned. Maybe I should call Max, too. Good idea. When Diane left, he pulled out his phone to call Thunder, but then stopped. What if David's phone was bugged, too? Sam put his phone back in his pocket. Max showed up with three men, who immediately started scanning all the offices for bugs. Sam and Max went silently into David's office, where Max detached the bug and put it in a small box. He handed it to one of his men, who headed toward the elevator. What is he going to do with it? Put it in the van for now. You won't be able to pick up anything outside the box. We don't want whoever put it in David's office to know you found it. Sam nodded. Is there a way to find out who's listening? Most likely, it's transmitting to a receiver. Someone may be listening real time. Or the recordings could be stored and listened to later. My guys will try to find the receiver. Thanks, Max. Diane walked in. I haven't been able to reach Billy. That's the end of Episode 10. Come back next week for the exciting conclusion to No Ordinary Trial. If you're enjoying this story, please help me spread the word. Tell your family and friends about the podcast and be sure to let them know that they can listen for free. You can also subscribe for free, and by doing that, you'll automatically receive the latest episodes downloaded to your computer, phone, or tablet. Go to my website, ronywrites.com, for more information on how and where to subscribe. Also, please consider leaving a short review on Apple Podcasts or whatever app you listen on. Goodbye for now.
until the story goes on.